You're listening to the Bring Them Home Aliyah podcast, hosted by Josh Wander. Welcome to the Bring Them Home podcast. This is Josh Wander from Yerushalayim. We are living in such incredible, incredible times. It's very special. People don't realize the context. I, I speak about it all the time. The context in which we're living, and this is vital, this is critical to be able to understand the greater picture of where we are. Um, I didn't uh, manage to update my podcast every day uh, this past week because I was fortunately caught up to the army. Now, many people might be surprised by that statement that I was fortunately called up to the army. People, Many people think, oh, no, you were called up to the army. You have middle im, you have reserve duty. That can't be any fun. You're going to be away from your friends and your family and your work. And how are you going to manage? This is not something that's positive. It's something that's negative. Again, it's a matter of context. It's understanding the reality of which we're living in today. For the first time in 2,000 years, we have a Jewish army. Right? Just ponder upon that point for just a second. Think about what that means. A Jewish army. What the Rambam, what Rav Kook, what what any of the rabbis throughout the generations would have done to see a Jewish army. And we are fortunate enough today to be able to put on a uniform of the uh, Israeli Defense Forces and to defend our country. This is something which is unbelievable. It's, it's, if for somebody who just sits and thinks about it for a few minutes, they will be floored by this concept. In fact, there are many rabbis, as I mentioned, throughout the generations that even in their short period of time, uh, years ago, were just amazed by what was happening. Uh, I'll give an example. Um, I'm reading this from The Drop in the Ocean uh, by Rabbi Lichtman. So he speaks about, in the late 1800s, a rabbi by the name of Avram Yaakov Slotsky, who wrote letters to great Torah illuminaries uh, of his time, asking them to express their opinion on the return to Zion which had recently begun to make waves in the Jewish world. Of course, there was the first wave of, of Aliyah that was happening around that time. He compiled the answers he received into a book, which he called Shivat Zion. One of those letters reached the one of the most prominent Gedolei Hador of the time, Rav Yitzchak Elchanan Specter, who lived between 1817 and 1896. He was considered the preeminent halachic authority of the time. And again, he wasn't a Zionist per se, but this is what he responded to the letter that he received. He said, I quote, Your Honor requested that I express my opinion on the precious issue of Yishuv Eretz Yisrael. Behold my answer. My position is already known. I consider the mitzvah of Yishuv Eretz Yisrael to be very great. As the Ramban on the Torah writes at the end of Parshat Acharei, in the name of the Sifri, on the verse you shall dwell therein and be careful to perform, from Devarim 11.31.32. Dwelling in Eretz Yisrael is equal to all the mitzvot in the Torah. 
This also appears in the Tosefta, see there, and in Exuvos 110b. The Rambam in Hilchas Malachim 5.12 also elaborates on the lofty stature of dwelling in Eretz Israel. Blessed is Hashem, God of Israel, who has kept us alive and brought us to this time in which a movement has arisen throughout our nation to endeavor in this sacred matter of settling the land of Israel, the holy land of our forefathers, and rebuilding its ruins. Shechianu v'kiimanu. We thank Hashem immensely for the fact that He has given us the privilege in our generation to see this with our own eyes. There is no end of measure to the reward received by the precious and honorable ones, the good Jews who are involved in and who support this great and holy cause for which all faithful Jews hope. May Hashem give us assistance and see to it that all those who go there endeavor to properly keep the mitzvot that are dependent on the Holy Land in accordance with the ways of the Torah and its commandments, and may they receive double reward. In this merit, may we all be privileged to rejoice together in Zion's and Jerusalem's joy, and in the final redemption speedily in our days. Amen. Selah. So this is a letter, again, written by Rabbi Yitzhak Elchanan Specter in the 1800s, and he's saying, Shechianu v'kimanu, it's unbelievable. We're able to see with our eyes the Geula unfolding before our eyes, the return to Zion. In the 1800s? What were people seeing in the 1800s? A trickle of Jews that were coming back, a few Jews that were purchasing some, some land from the Arabs here. There was nothing here. It was barren. We know from the famous uh, paragraph written by, by Mark Twain, how he says that he visited here around that time, and there was nothing. It was just barren desert. So what was he saying Shehechiyonu for? What, what, was, what, what did he see that was so incredible that he said that this is something that's mind-boggling? And then take it to the next step and think about what we are able to see today. We're able to see a national airline, El Al, Al Kanfei Nesharim, bring millions of Jews, a kibbutz Galis, back to Eretz Yisrael. We're able to see a Jewish army for the first time in 2,000 years from the times of Bar Kochba a Jewish army that's able to come here and defend their land. We're able to see the mitzvahs, hatluyos, ba'aretz, whether it be trumas and maestros and shemitah and, and everything that has to do with the avod of the base of Migdosh coming real again. 130,000 Jews learning full-time Torah, kimitzion teitzei sorah. One thing after another, we're just, we're just so, you know, sometimes you become desensitized. When you look at something and you don't realize the, the, the you just you're, you're you're just in it so you don't you don't realize that you're in it and that's what's happening we're, we're just we're, we're so desensitized by what we're seeing if inspector or someone from the 1800s was able to see the Rambam was able to see what we see today he would be f- sitting there first of all you'd make a bracha secondly he would definitely definitely say that all the Jews should be here and thirdly he would definitely, uh, understand that this is the Geula unfolding before our eyes. All these things. And that brings me to the last topic of today, which is I managed to take off one day last week because I had an incredible experience. I can't go into too much detail, but I had the great schus, the great merit of going up to the north to the Golan Heights, escorting a number of rabbis. But this wasn't just a, a family trip up to the north. This was a very special trip. What was the point of this trip? The point of this trip was to go and to visit Pare Aduma. What did I just say? Pare Aduma. 
red heifers. Yes, the Torah says that we are required to take a para aduma tmima, and we're, we have to, to burn it, and we have to use those ashes, these mixed ashes, to create mechatas, and in order to purify ourselves, to enter the area of the Azara of the Beis Migdosh. What? That's happening today? Yes, it is. Amongst the many other things that are going on today, we are in the process of rebreeding the para aduma. And that's what I got to do. I got to go with them and to go to ranches in undisclosed places in the Golan and to look and to, and, and to, to research and to test these red heifers, these cows, to see whether they were properly halachically considered to be pare aduma. This is not some fantasy. This is not a fairy tale. This is real. And for, for anybody not to get that, they're, they're just missing the picture. There, again, there, there, there are many people that are in Gullus, they don't understand. They think that we're just going to sit here and wait for Mashiach. But Mashiach is here. Mashiach is coming. Whatever you want to call it. Ikvas of the Mashiach. Call it what you want. We're in it right now. We're doing it. It's happening for the first time in thousands of years. And we need to respond. Hashem does not expect us to sit back and wait for something to happen. Rav Nachman Khan always says that if, if we wait for Mashiach, if Mashiach comes and he, and, he, and, he, and he does whatever he needs to do and he, and he builds the base of Migdosh and, and brings the Jews back, and he, that's wonderful. But then we failed at our part because we have our own personal responsibility. Our responsibility is not to wait for Mashiach to come and to solve all our problems. We have an, an obligation to perform the mitzvos, and we have to do whatever is in our power to do those mitzvos, to perform those tagak mitzvos that Hashem expects us to perform. And one of those, and one of the biggest ones of those is coming to Israel, where over a third of the, the mitzvos in the Torah can be performed. So what are you waiting for? It's time to come home, and we're going to welcome you home. We're going to help you come home. We're going to help everyone adjust. It is an adjustment, because when you're, when you're going from being in the galus, when you're going into being in, surrounded by tum'ah, tumas amim, and coming to the, the spiritual land of Eretz Yisrael, there is an adjustment physically, mentally, spiritually. People have done it. Millions of people, Jews have done it already. And we're expecting millions of more to come. Thank you for joining me. This is Josh Wander. Thank you for listening to the Bring Them Home Aliyah podcast. If you identify with our message, please subscribe and tell your friends about us too. You can leave us a review on iTunes as that really helps us grow. We're available on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. For sponsorship opportunities and for all other inquiries, please email us at bringthemhomeisrael at gmail.com. Check out our website at www.israeltorah.org for more content on this vital topic.